0: This is episode 644 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article 11 Easy Ways to Keep Animals Out of Your Garden. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by the exclusive Prepper Website email group, which allows you to communicate with other Preppers right from your email. You don't have to worry about your every link, click, or word being tracked by social media. This email group resides on the same servers as Prepper Website, so you know you can trust it. Other benefits include members-only video and periodic webinars. This is a great value for $20 a year. For more information, visit PrepperWebsite.net or click the link in the show notes. Hey guys, before we jump into our article of the podcast, I want to just give a big shout out to Black Eagle Art, who left a five-star review over on iTunes. He said, I found the resources here to fit my needs. I was looking for a well-rounded source of information for prepping and intelligent sources. Between the podcast and the website, I can find good advice and training. Highly recommend this source of information for anyone looking for a well-grounded resource. Well, Black Eagle Art, thank you so much for leaving that review. I greatly appreciate it. It means a lot to me, and it helps other people find the podcast and make the decision to go ahead and subscribe. So thank you again for doing that. All right, guys, so as we are looking into moving from spring into summer many of you are gardening i know that when we last had our online meetup with uh, the exclusive email group you know, we have a, an online meetup that we we do every uh, we try to do every other week and uh, some people were saying hey we, we just got through with snow so we're just now putting things into the ground but for some of us we have been Uh, Our gardens have been going for a little while. And so whether you're right in the thick of it right now or stuff is barely going into the ground, one of the things you're going to deal with are critters that are going to come and try to eat your vegetables and your fruit. And it just it sucks, man, when you when you're working hard, you're doing all that, you're fertilizing, you're you're weeding, you're watering, you're doing all the things you're supposed to and then little critters come and eat your stuff. And you know what? Sometimes they don't even eat at all. They just grab it, they take a couple of bites out of it, and then they drop it to the ground. So I know I have some evil squirrels here in my area that taunt me on that. So maybe we can give a little bit of help and get some ideas out there. So let's go ahead and jump into this article of the podcast. It's coming to us from homesteadsurvivalsite.com. And again, the article is entitled 11 easy ways to keep animals out of your garden. So let's go ahead and jump in. One of the biggest threats to any garden is unwanted animal visitors looking for a snack. Although there are commercial and chemical methods of prevention, there are also a variety of natural remedies proven to be effective at keeping animals away from the garden. Naturally, creating a barrier of some sort around your garden is going to give it the best defense. However, if critters are eating your garden veggies right now, You may not have time for a project like that. Plus, most fences don't look very nice. In this article, we'll explore some simple and effective ways to keep animals out of your garden. All of them are relatively easy to set up and don't involve harmful chemicals or anything like that. There are two main types, aromatic deterrence and sensory deterrence. All right, guys, I'm going to stop right there and just say this. This this is one of those articles that I, I really like because it's not using the chemicals and the fertilizers and all that kind of junk that you can buy at like the Home Depot and Lowe's, Walmart, all that kind of stuff. It's giving you some ideas. I mean, some of these things are things that you, you would purchase, right? They're, they're things that you would have to go buy. But a lot of these things are things that you could use. You have Maybe you have around the house. And so again, like I've always said, I like to think if I couldn't go to the store, could I use some of these things? Could I use some of these Uh, means to help me in my garden. So let's go ahead and jump into our first round and it's going to be aromatic deterrence. Most garden munching animals have a great sense of smell and would be happy to chomp down a variety of fruits, veggies, and even flowers in your garden like pansies, tulips, lilies, petunias, and more. With spring being a booming mating season, you can expect pesky animals to feast on your hard work. Now in spring, they may eat early flowers to the ground, but even in winter they can go after some of your barky bushes and shrubs. One way to tell it's a rabbit damage or one way to tell it's rabbit damage is that rabbits use their top and bottom teeth to make a clean cut on plant shoots and branches, whereas a deer will leave more of a torn appearance behind. Voles, chipmunks and squirrels may eat your bulbs from below the ground to tear up plant roots. These home remedies focus on stacking the odds in your favor. So number one is a homemade repellent. Because of these animals, keen sense of smell, you can use this attribute to your advantage in repelling them. Both bunnies and deer, for example, are averse to garlic, onions, and spicy foods. As you cook through the week, keep the ends and peels off of your garlic and onions to create a solution to deter animals. Soak the plant parts in some water for a few days, less water to more onions and garlic for a maximum concentration. Then mix the liquid with a bit of hot sauce and dish soap to spray around your plants, not on them. Since it's made from water, this will need to be reapplied frequently. Now raw eggs are another fragrance that can be effective, though some animals get used to it. Eggs can be a great addition to the homemade repellent And it is an ingredient in many store-bought variations. You could also try some crushed pepper flakes around favorable plants for a bit more longevity. So number two is coffee grounds. Spread leftover coffee grounds through your garden. Many animals steer away from the smell of coffee due to the caffeine component, which is harmful to animals. Coffee grounds will also help prevent ants, slugs, and snails. And then there's vinegar. Vinegar is acidic enough that most animals will avoid the area. You can soak hot peppers or corn cobs in vinegar to line your garden for this fragrant deterrent to last. Then there's deterring plants. Now certain herbs and flowers have an aroma that many animals hate. You can plant them around the perimeter of your garden but this method may not always be effective if the animals are hungry enough. Marigolds, irises, dailies, balloon flowers, daffodils, and lavender are some floral options bunnies and deer tend to avoid. Chives and sage tend to be herbs that they avoid as well, and you can strategically plant them near a veggie garden to keep unwanted visitors away. Additional safer veggies to be avoided by bunnies may include artichokes, tomatoes, onions, asparagus, and squash, though a hungry bunny can get desperate, especially with young plants. Deer avoid rhubarb, root vegetables, and aromatics like onions and garlic, and will avoid spiny or prickly foliage. Number five is the ground animal byproduct. You can deter animals using blood meal or bone meal, which you can get at any store that sells gardening supplies. These are made from what they sound like, blood and bone, signaling that predators may be nearby. Both products can break down quickly in rain, so you may need to reapply throughout the season. Blood meal will add nitrogen to the soil, and bone meal adds calcium and phosphorus levels. Plant to Skid is made with animal blood and claims to be the most effective and longest-lasting brand. Personally, I've had a better result with it for rabbits than voles. So that is one of the products that you can buy uh, if you wanted to go out to the, uh, to the big box stores or your hardware store and get something like that, then there's predator urine <laughs> and in the effort to scare animals away, you can purchase predator urine as a fragrant preventative research on the effectiveness of this method varies, and it would be worthwhile to make sure that the predator urine matches the threat to the animal you wish to keep away. Coyotes or foxes tend to be the most common. Then there's number seven, human hair. Though this seems like a gross method, many swear that it helps keep animals away, and beneficially, it is a great addition to compost, adding valuable properties to the soil. So let's go ahead and jump to the sensory deterrents. For rabbits, birds, voles, and deer, there are some sensory deterrents beyond smell that may work to help support your cause. So number eight is decoys. For smaller animals, mounting an owl in your garden might be a visual that gives them pause. Particularly birds, mice, and voles may exercise more caution to approach a garden protected by a fake owl. In the early stages of seeds planted, birds can take off with your bounty before roots have had a chance to develop, and in that case, this method might be worth a shot. However, an owl standing still may only work temporarily whereas creating some movement or even moving the owl around the garden may offer better protection. And I have seen those owls where you can put them on some kind of of mechanical device where they do move a little bit or at least the head moves. I don't know if you've seen those before, but uh, that might be an option for you. Again, that's one of those things you're going to purchase. Then there's visual distractions for number nine. Other visual distinctives such as pinwheels, reflectors, or ribbons can naturally create some unusual movement to an animal to help keep them from entering a garden. You can string some old CDs from nearby tree branches and be creative in the process of finding what works. So especially if you have wind coming through and you have a nice breeze that comes through every once in a while, you can make some noisemakers and things like that that will get um, that will kind of startle the animals. And so, uh, one of the things to to realize though is that when you have something like this, eventually they're going to like the owl that never moves. They're going to get used to it, and they're going to wind up not paying attention to it. So that's why you got to change it up on them every once in a while. So number ten is a sprinkler system. Now, a motion-activated sprinkler system will create an unpleasant element of surprise for an animal sneaking by for a visit. For the method to be effective at night, look for a system with infrared sensors. Now, if you've ever seen one of these in, in life, maybe you've seen some video, it's pretty funny because there's a, a motion sensor and then the, the stream of water will you know zone in on that and then go ahead and wet the animal and they go running away. And after a while, that's going to get to them. So that might be one of the routes that you take. And then number 11 is this, ultrasonic animal repeller. In terms of sound, a prevention method for small animals visiting the garden can be a sensor-run ultrasonic animal repellent. This item, found in garden supply areas of stores like Home Depot, create a high-pitched sound that is heard by animals to keep them at bay. Many will have solar panels with battery options to make them sustainable while also effective at night. So just a, a few words on this one right here. I've heard that this works, but I've also heard that It's like, uh, so the ultrasonic uh, sound is like a dripping faucet. After a while, animals get used to it. So depending on the animal. So one of the things you want to look at are the ultrasonic sensors that have different levels that you can go. And so you would, you know, use level one for a little bit, then go to level two, maybe then drop it down to level one. So you're always switching it up on the animals. Then there's, you know, the big, the big levels. You know, go to level three, and a lot of those are the ones that are audible that everybody can hear, especially like if you have dogs and cats. So it's something to consider there. But it does work. Uh, I have heard that it works, and it also works at keeping like spiders and bees and wasps and things away from your patio if you want to connect one of those and so those work as well and so i have seen them on amazon as well as you can get them at home depot and all the other places so that might be worth it to you if you're if you're dealing with something like that so let's go ahead and end this article out so when considering your long and hopefully bountiful garden season it is best to think proactively so you do not find yourself in a position where you are forced to be reactive. Finding the best natural deterrence for your garden will require some assessment of the animals of concern, the plots you are protecting, and the time and financial investment you are willing to take. Be open to trial and error and do not allow yourself to be discouraged. There are plenty of natural and human ways to deter these animals from ripping through your garden meaning that everyone can enjoy nature with ease. All right, so let me go back to the very beginning of this article when this article said uh, that, you know, building some kind of fence is one of the best defenses. My father-in-law uses chicken wire, and that seems to work really well. The The squirrels don't like to climb in over it, and uh, so that, that might be the one that you Uh, that you use. And so that's uh, fairly cheap. I mean, you can buy it. The chicken wire is going to last you for a while. Uh, And, uh, you know, it's something that, you know, you can, you can get things done with. Of course, like they mentioned in the article, it doesn't look as nice, um, but it is something that you can use, especially when you're really counting on your garden and, and the vegetables and the things that are produced. So one of the things to to think about though, is that you're going to have to take it down. So if you build it in sections, so you're able to get to the fruit, if you can't reach down and and grab it, because, you know, you need to have it, uh, you know, I guess the height a a little bit to the point to where you're not, uh, you're making it a little bit harder on the squirrels and and whatever animals are trying to get in there. And uh, really, you don't want to be cutting chicken wire. I mean, you want to cut it off, you know, uh, vertically. You don't want to go horizontal horizontally with it, unless you're building a a, a coop or something like that. But anyway, um, you know, you want to build it in sections so that when you need to get to the vegetables, you can pull it back, or you can get to it very easily with some kind of you know tie to to tie it off or something like that. So just be thinking about that. The other thing here, as as I'm getting ready to to in in this article here is you can also do an alternative garden buffet, right? So if you have a garden, uh, garden beds or whatever, if you can uh, take some garden beds, a small garden bed or whatever, and then throw whatever the animals that are attacking you, and you need to have a little bit of idea of what's going on. Like for me, I know there are squirrels. It's like Walt Disney, like a Walt Disney movie out there where squirrels in, in, in my neighborhood right now. Um, you can, you can focus on that specific animal. But if there's something that they're eating for sure, you can have a garden plot that is just for them. So you don't really care if, you know, if it's squirrels or deer or whatever comes in, right? You don't really care if they eat that. So you can set it up to where they're just going after that. And so you kind of divert them there. So if they're coming in from the woods, this garden plot is kind of, it's closer than all the other ones. So they are, they will head to that one instead of going to, you know, your other, your garden plots so that, you know, your vegetables, so you can go ahead and, and, and have those because that's important, especially in the day that we live in right now, you want to make sure that you are harvesting everything you can harvest. Well, guys, like I said, this article is coming to us from homesteadsurvivalsite.com. Go check it out and figure out some ways that you can deter animals from your garden. I mean, you should have a garden. You should be thinking about it. You should, even if you are doing five gallon buckets, you know, if you are in the email list, uh, I sent out the the Saturday prep this last weekend and one of the articles, I did receive some good feedback from it, was about gardening using five gallon buckets. So even if you don't have a lot of space, you can use five gallon buckets and you can grow some tomatoes. You can get the experience of, of gardening, but also provide a little bit to your to your household and and have some fresh vegetables and, and fruit. So who knows? You might get the bug and you might want to buy a whole bunch of five gallon buckets. And f- using five gallon buckets, really, it's it's kind of neat because you can move it around as you need to. So there's a lot of advantages to that. I know that we talked to uh, uh, Scott Wilson about that, Gardener Scott, when we did that interview not too long ago. So uh, hopefully everyone is gardening out there in some way, in some fashion, and uh, just just doing it. And so who knows? Who knows where that all might lead? And you might become that expert gardener. So again, guys, go check out this article. You want to use, you want to have as many tools at your disposal as possible when it comes to dealing with a garden. And so there's so many things that you can do that are natural, organic, and then especially dealing with these critters that are going to eat your your fruits and vegetables. You really definitely want to do them. So uh, go check out Homestead Survival site and check out this article. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 644. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. You can hit the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app, and that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And don't forget, if you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, head on over to PrepperWebsite.com, where we link to 8 to 12 articles every day of the very best self-reliant articles out there. We also have pages dedicated to alternative news, firearms, DIY, Bible prophecy, frugal living, and homesteading. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 handpicked preparedness articles that you should read. And many of those articles you can't even find on the internet any longer. So with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.